0: <laughs> there we go hello
1: and welcome to the iron cannon podcast sorry about that technical difficulties there we are your home on the star wars underworld network for in-depth discussion on lore the high republic and the whole canon of the galaxy far far away i'm matthew nougabarrow and i am joined all the way across the continent by your friend and mine mr joel davis joel how you doing this week
0: pretty good i just started school so classes, so that's fun. And uh, boy, does this YouTube channel seem a little different from the last time, don't you think? It's like, where are we?
1: Where are we? Where are we? Indeed, we'll get to that in just a quick second. First of all, looking forward to our show today. We're going to dive into a bit of a news roundup, just catch up on things that have come out and whatnot. But then we are talking all about what the Jedi might look like as the dust settles on the Empire's end and, and the rise of the First Order and the fall of the First Order and everything going forward, questions that the Skywalker saga has picked up and dusted up and uh, looking forward to diving into that. But first, got a bit of our plugs here. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. E-Y-E-O-N-C-A-N-O-N-P-O-D, Right here on YouTube at the Star Wars Underworld channel. Uh, as mentioned, we are now a part of the Star Wars Underworld podcast network. And uh, we'll get into a bit more. We, we were on, uh, on, on the, the main show last Thursday night. And uh, again, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but for now, yes. So we, to, to say we are on the Star Wars Underworld network, on the Star Wars Underworld channel. Uh, so if you subscribe to Star Wars Underworld... Uh, you'll you'll get our, our podcast right here, and uh, yeah, and also to say our our Iron Cannon podcast channel that's not going anywhere. All our back issues are there. We're still going to look at posting some stuff over there as the need arises, as the desire the the longing arises to post some other stuff. But right now we are right here in the fandom fam Star Wars Underworld podcast network a few more plugs to mention we are still on the iron cannon podcast feed on spotify uh looking to expand into into other other catchers i'll probably get to that in the next few weeks but for now still just on spotify if you want me audio only version that is our all our full shows as well as tractor beam my weekly comic book review that comes out every thursday or friday this past week i was under the weather so i decided to just forgo uh taking the extra effort to record just to get better and to relax. But uh, comments on Star Wars 26 by Joel, you and uh, Doc Holocron on his channel dove into that. And and on the the main podcast on Thursday night, we, I was able to mention a few things about uh, Star Wars number 26. This coming week, uh, I am definitely going to get to that. There's a bunch of books coming out, uh, including uh, War, uh, Bounty Hunters and theater uh, with, a, I believe, a new artist. And, uh, and so that I'm hoping to actually be able to record on Wednesday because I'm going to record another, an, an extra thing, calm before the con special, uh, Ooh. from the Metro Toronto convention center at Fan Expo Canada. Again, another, other thing I'm going to mention in a second, but, um, yeah, looking forward to what I'm looking forward to at that convention, which I will of course report back next Monday night, uh, everything that, uh, I went, I saw and, and, uh, got to in, got to be involved in um yeah well, for let now, me know I, when
0: you do tractor beam because i it's like you got a fan already who's looking forward to that review
1: yeah Doctor. so uh I'll, I'll say right now i wasn't able to do a tractor beam on on star wars number 26 but um i was able to share on the twitter page uh clip or a little the moment the the time stamp in the uh episode from thursday night on the main star wars underworld podcast um yeah doc thanks for thanks for that uh that enthusiasm um yeah i was able to share just a little bit about the uh that that one couple um at the end it's on the death star death star 2 and how, how you know charles swan great storytelling and characterization and whatnot all right uh that should do it for plugs this week this eyes on screen week uh because we got a bunch of things to get through quickly here um, first of all eyes on screen just today uh dropped a obi-wan kenobi a jedi's return the documentary usually i guess called disney plus gallery but this is much nicer name a jedi's return uh the making of that'll come on disney plus day september 8th uh joel have you got a chance to look at the trailer
0: oh yeah it's very lovely and i do love the name a little bit more it's, it's funny this one's sort of like First, I thought I was like, it's just like a season two? Like, everyone was like, is this season two? And it's like, oh, well, no, it's not season two. I didn't expect it to be season two because, like, it's so early to announce a season two. It's not even D23 yet. Um, but no, I really like the, the very theatrical behind the scenes documentary. It's like, it's like, um, it's like uh, the Ryan Johnson behind the scenes, uh, the director in yeah. The Jedi. It's like very, they, they know they got a special one here, so they're going to yeah. add a little extra special sauce to this behind the scenes.
1: That's uh, that's high praise. It's high praise because <laughs> Director and the Jedi is probably my fa- favorite making of documentary. So, yeah, we'll we'll uh, see I what comes it out. of I... Sorry, good.
0: I thought it would be the beginning.
1: The beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. I mean, that's uh, was it that the working title for the Phantom Menace or something? Yeah, that that's, that's the
0: that's the Phantom Menace behind the scenes doc. That was okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I should revisit that one. I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, I really loved. Yes, and of course, it had lots of Ewan, but it had lots of Hayden in that trailer, and so any time we get more Hayden, uh, I'm here for that. So, do you have any more thoughts on on Jedi's Return before we move on? Um, no, I just
0: oh. I, I like behind the scenes stuff, and I'm always yeah. glad when they give us stuff. So, yay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, Princess and the Scoundrel, we are going to do a full review on that, but we're both. I guess I'm about 15 chapters in. Joel, I don't know how many chapters in you are, 20. but. You're about 20 chapters, and yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's about 60, I think, chapters. I can't quite remember, but uh, yeah, Beth Revis doing a great job. It's not just a commercial for the Halcyon. A few things uh, I thought were, were kind of telegraphed from the Celebration panel that maybe would have been nice to not know entirely going in, but that's just how Lucasfilm book marketing works these days. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying how they're going into the details of politics, and the details of the story of building the new Republic that we haven't fully gotten. We've gotten a little bit in uh, the Czech Wendig trilogy. Uh, We got a good chunk of it, but here just the immediate concerns about resources and allied planets and uh, everything with Mon Mothma and Leia um, working together. And of course Han and his whole characterization being far more emotional, far more personal because that's how he's grown as a person and as a character through this, through meeting Leia and through meeting uh, and getting to know everyone. So uh, that was my early thoughts, Joel. What are your, your early thoughts on Princess and the Scam? Joel?
0: Oh, really good. Continues to kind of tie into what the other stories set in this little bubble of Star Wars history has sort of developed over time. Um, I really like seeing Han and Leia's relationship. I think this book is really Making it one of my more per- my favorite relationships of Star Wars. Um, seeing Leia just at the aftermath of finding out that, oh yes, you have a brother and your dad's stars Vader. Good luck with that. Uh that ain't gonna come back to haunt you. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just seeing Han kind of just be Han, but be the lovable Han who like really <laughs> loves and respects Leia a lot. You know, it's like hey, they're just such a cute couple. I love them So
1: Yeah. I mean that's a great point that uh, you know, there you, you look back on Empire Strikes Back and there's the the debate over whether or not the relationship has aged well given how
0: there's much a few handsy moments Hans gets with Leia, but Yeah.
1: Uh just you know, in terms of uh how much more aware, at least I hope we are as a culture, mm-hmm. as a society, about how women experience uh yeah. you know uh, those contexts and those those environments. And uh so I mean this is Beth Revis writing this. Right. She knows. Leia's point of view and she writes Han very well too. So, uh, enjoying that we are going to, again, we're going to have a, a full review of that coming up in uh, maybe a few weeks. We'll, we'll see when, when, we end up finishing it. Um, two more items. First of all, I'll say, uh, I mentioned I'm going to this weekend Going to fan expo Canada. I, uh, you know, it's going to be the full con the return of the full convention here in Toronto at the convention center in Toronto, uh, going all four days. Um, and Katie Sackhoff's going to be there. Uh, Ashley Eckstein is definitely going to be there. She announced a, l- a month or a number of months ago she'd be at all the Fan Expo conventions, and she's shown up. She's she's uh, made good on it. This this con usually has lots of cancellations, and this time around it didn't. Um, and great to know. One thing uh, the I mentioned the DIY Heroes Journey panel that. Uh, our friends uh, Kareem, Din, uh, Dominic helped develop it. He unfortunately has to has to work that weekend. Uh, also, our friend Aliyah. So they're going to be uh, they're going to be presenting at one o'clock uh, in the South Building. If you're if you're around Fan Expo, come on down uh, on Sunday, one o'clock. I'll be moderating it. I'll be uh, leading the discussion and and asking questions and hopefully not screwing over the slideshow and uh, all that that fun stuff. So that's a first for me. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen the panel twice so far. And so uh, it, it's definitely a meaningful inspirational panel, uh, inspirational way of talking about our personal stories in fandom and our spiritual stories in fandom through the lens of the Joseph Campbell hero's journey. And um, yeah, if it, you know, hopefully again, we got to talk to Din about, uh, you know, hear from Dan about possibly having a recording of it, But for now, uh, you know, if you're if you're willing to able to, if you're in town, if you're in Toronto, if you're coming to Fan Expo, uh, Sunday, one o'clock Eastern Time, in the South Building. Okay, last thing I mentioned at the top, we are now of course part of the Star Wars Underworld Podcast Network. We went on the show on Thursday. Um, We at the beginning of, of the show we gave our thoughts on on what this means and what this entails at the beginning of the show on Thursday. So when when we're done tonight, feel free to well, first of all. Uh, also on the Star Wars Underworld Network, our, our, our good friend, Hannah Rayside. Check out her uh, her episode. The reason we're here now at, at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern is because at 9 p.m. Uh, she's starting her Kenobi rewatch, so check that out, and then <laughs> go to the Star Wars Underworld uh, show last we'll Thursday night just to hear our thoughts. And we had a really great conversation, two-hour conversation, the five of us, uh, Dom, uh, Chris, Hannah, you and I, on, just on canon, on everything, how everything comes together, holds together, or doesn't, or whatnot. The type of stuff we do here at Iron Bind Canon Podcast. the
0: franchise together.
1: <laughs> yes, you had a great, great way of putting it. And, uh, so yeah, you, you, but you want to take some time to just add some more thoughts and talk about, uh, talk about that, uh, episode.
0: Oh, um, I did, but it's sort of like, a, I'm not all over the place right now, but, um, okay. yeah, I had a great time talking about, you know, just canon and the impact of it and i think um this has nothing to do with our discussion but uh, i think one of the things that when people want read the books and i think it's something we all kind of want is how much does a story impact canon moving forward out of universe not not in universe because our universe it can still work backwards um so um uh, like when i when i did my uh, example about what the canon kind of how it in, impacts things moving forward out of universe like I keep stating that, because um, mm. is Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, you know, I use, I, I used, um, I used last Jedi. I used uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'm actually gonna use the Force Awakens because honestly, I've been thinking about this. That's actually a more impactful story. And with Last Jedi, it doubles down honestly on a lot of what Force Awakens honestly sets up. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of get why people are mad. Less because of like the, you know, the Rebel Resistance thing. But it's like now, it's like. Yeah. Luke's Jedi Academy that we always thought oh he's gonna be the Grand Master Jedi he's gonna be like Legends. he's gonna be like a thousand they're gonna go get the use on Vong nope yeah Kylo <laughs> screws that over yeah. no no Luke Skywalker Jedi Order you know it's, he Luke runs away and he gives up you know the the New Republic can only have so many Ws wins before they got to get blown up I mean you know you can still write stories where the New Republic has a good victory but it's sort of like you know you make them too strong and powerful and then it's like kaboom they 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 got to they explode. You know, the, the Empire is not gone. They they come back. And both, you know, that, that happened. we've seen that in the real world and stuff like this happens. So, you know, player point for you there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think we also are looking for that in books as well. Like, honestly, probably the most impactful book we've had in canon that affects so much Probably is going to be Light of the Jedi because it just opens up a whole High Republic thing, and now all this High Republic stuff can kind of seep its way uh, forward. Um, well, something mm-hmm. like Padawan, pa- I like Padawan, but Padawan's not going to have, have the ramifications of a dozen different novels moving forward, backward, mm-hmm. left, and right. Um, and yes, Ben, I agree, that episode was so good. Um, but, you know, and I think, but that to me is something that, you know, love it, hate it, what have you. I do want to continue that impact of Canon because um, it is one universe. And as I said, the the Mm -hmm. little details don't matter, you know, whether or not Ahsoka's lightsaber with green or purple Mm -hmm. in this, in this story, or whether she said, she said that, or he said what, and you know, it's like, that's, that's different. As long as the overarching thing remains (laughs) the same, that, you know, Luke Skywalker Jedi Academy will crumble. Um, whether or not, you know, whether or not there'll be any survivors, that's that's for a reccon for another day. Um, but at the end of the day, that's still the core of that story. Luke Skywalker's Academy fails. The New mm-hmm. Republic explodes. The First Order rises. And then Palpatine come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. you yeah. know, um, that, that, must, that should always be adhered to. And I, I just had a good time talking about canon. I mm-hmm. could have gone on and on about different things. I had so many things I still wanted to say. And I'll probably save them next week, too, when we have a little less news and I can talk a little bit longer. But, um, yeah, I, I had a great time. So, And I hope we do it again.
1: Yeah, that, 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 that's fair to, to yeah, good, good call saving because we, we got a lot to get into. But I will say the one thing, you know, it's talking about Padawan, uh, both Padawan and Brotherhood do this great job, or Padawan Master and Apprentice Brotherhood do this great job fleshing out Obi-Wan's character. Oh, and you know, of course, Master and Apprentice, or or of course Brotherhood, plus you go know, with Anakin, Vader, and, and everything going on there. Uh yeah, I mean uh the thing we've said before, just uh character studies, character growth on the one hand, and then the thing about the high republic, especially lore. Uh, yeah, lore history on, on the on the grand grand scale, grand view. Yeah, it's true, like the Jedi. It's the earliest for now, it's going to change in a few months, but at least for now, story. In the no, *Acolyte*
0: is still after uh, *Light of the Jedi*. So, Light of the, so, well, no,
1: like, like *Light of the Jedi* until uh, phase two starts. Oh, right, you know, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's yeah, that's a great point. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely take some more time unpacking everything because yeah, I mean, one okay. things I will say one last thing about that. Uh, what really worked is Joel. You and I are just two two people. I uh, know. Yeah, yeah. We had five different people with five different relationships to paper Cannon, specifically to five different relationships to Star Wars, and we all uh, respected each other. We disagreed a little bit here and there, oh, yeah. and those it was it was good. It was helpful. It was healthy. We're we're good fandom fam here. Mm-hmm. Happy to be uh, aboard. I'm gonna uh, this one here. Happy to be happy to be on board. Here we go. All right. All right. Let's uh, get into the paper canon news. Uh, first off, I'm going to pick up a little bit what we had from last week with, uh, yeah, with Doc Holocron on, talk a little more about Hidden Empire by Charles Soule, and he's sticking with Stephen Cummings, and rightly so, the, the team that he and Stephen, he and Cummings have, have done, uh, or the Bounty Hunters, they've done Crimson Rain. they're sticking with Hidden Empire that hits uh, physical and digital shelves on Wednesday, November 16th. Uh, as promised, here are some of the glorious, glorious covers. Um, sorry, I just wanted to get rid of that. There we go. Uh, yeah, so this is the direct edition cover by Paolo Sakira, uh, Kira, in all her, her glory, in all her might, with a sword. With some weird, yeah. weird red stuff going on. And the cast of characters up top there. Uh, the one I think Doc mentioned, he really was interested in. This oh. one here, you know, Kira and certain Dar- Darth Sir Lord Sidious getting on with the Force lightning and Kira repelling it, uh, reminiscent of Rey in uh, in uh, The Rise of Skywalker, right? A little well, bit But who there. was
0: originally going to be called Kira, so yeah, it's all so, coming
1: full circle. You know, Kira, Rey's, Rey's grandmother, can, just kidding, no, not going to even start there. <laughs> Not I feel like
0: in I feel like there is a universe where that would have happened.
1: Yeah, she's definitely a spiritual grandmother. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it that way. Um, really great. Even the the text here for both of these that logo. It's almost, you know, you got uh uh Thor, Love and Thunder, the '80s thing. Is, is this is kind of like a '90s thing going yeah. on here, almost. You know. know. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, while well, well, we we keep this cover up, um, I just want to bring up this question, and maybe we don't have too much time to go into it, but uh, I was watching Star Wars Explained, uh, as you would, and uh, their Q&A was brought up, you know, the question, will Kira survive Hidden Empire, and it's a question we keep going back to, uh, back and forth and whatnot, and of course, I was watching and I'm trying to formulate my own answer, and uh, you know, we, this is a longer conversation that we could go into, but, uh, and we should at one point. And we probably will, you know, eventually, again, once Empire kicks off. Uh, will Kira survive? Will she... Is this it for her? She's taken on the Sith. I had one thought that the only hope that with Lucasfilm, and, and Joel, you just mentioned, you know, in-universes versus out-of-universe, if Lucasfilm doesn't want uh, to let even Charles Soule, as great as he is, let him kill her, kill off a character that began live action on the big screen to kill her off in a comic, uh, just in case they want to bring her back uh, later on. And so, here's the thing. They could ret- retcon that death. They could. <laughs> but then that would, again, create all those problems with <laughs> with canon continuity and all the change in canon continuity that, uh, that we talked about on Thursday night, right? So, um, that's the one thing I'm wondering about, but uh, it might not be the case. I don't know, Joel, if you have any further thoughts on that question. It
0: depends on the death, right? Like, if she explodes in the ship, I'll be honest, that's easy to come back from. You don't see any bodies, <laughs> like, you know, that's true. So it's like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, I there was the an escape pod. You know, how many times, Doctor Who villains always escape from an explosion. Um, another <laughs> thing, it's like if the Emperor Lily stabs her and beheads her. Although I guess they can be bringing a jar. But we're from all. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe that's a little too much. But, you know, I mean, hey, yeah, the Emperor survives an explosion. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it is sort of the question of, you know, you know, with any multimedia franchise, how much power you want to give an individual author or not you know even you know i'm sure there are even questions about even from ryan johnson of killing off luke skywalker like that's a big thing to take off the board even if george was going to do it like regardless it's still like that's a big thing to have your creative do although i'm sure the live action creators get a little bit more leeway they are kind of the the trend setters here but um that's still that's still a big deal um so i'm sure they're discussing it um Doc Olicron predicts that she'll lose Crimson Dawn and start a new syndicate in the Mandoverse. That's true too. Yeah, um, you know, know. It's th- that, that's also very true. I mean, I could see it being either ambiguous death, yes, unless they're like, re- like unless they get Charles so like really just like no, she gets stabbed. Like truly, <laughs> I mean, guess you know, even I guess Reva got stabbed and she was okay. But yeah, you know, like, but, but you know, like, totally stabbed death, yes, <laughs> then that might be a little harder compared to, you know, explodes, on ship and like, did you think she's made it? And it's like, who knows? Who knows? And then she yeah. comes back, and it's like, Kira can be like, first and she's like, oh, I survived worse. So... Yeah.
1: Some but, little but, nod. Some little nod.
0: Something like that. So, I mm-hmm. can see that probably happening, but you never know. It's mm-hmm. sort of up in the air at this point.
1: Uh, just to, to shout out, this is uh, the variant edition by Declan Shelby, and I'm guessing there'll be more variants, but this is, this was the big one. This was the and showing that there's going to be suggesting hinting covers are always can always be a bit of a bait and switch or at least it can be the last cover i believe of of, not 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 of crimson rain of bounty hunters number 25 was definitely a bait and switch so you never know but uh Declan Chalvi giving us a, a pretty pretty sweet little variant there all right moving right along uh, we also talked about Revelations by Mark Guggenheim. It's the one shot not to be confused with the book of Revelation in the Bible. Um, uh, so this is also coming out in November. Uh, so by Mark Guggenheim, who, who wrote Star Wars, uh, wrote Han Solo and Chewbacca. He's written a bunch of other things for Star Wars and I believe Marvel, etc. you uh, made Art with Art by Salvador LaRocco with Paco Benita. Uh, I, it sounds almost a bit like the, the Star Wars 25, a little bit. By Charles Soule, the, the the anthology. It's going to be one continuous uh, story, though, and I'll I'll get show this cover here by the master of covers, Phil Noto. Um, the article on StarWars.com mentioned this looks like the movie poster, and you got the the whole main cast of the comics right there. You you got of course Vader and Sabé, you got Han and Chewie, uh, Mark Guggenheim's own characters here. Uh, yeah, Vader and Sabé got uh, Afra and Kofan Ferris, and you got the gaggle of bounty hunters. It's interesting. I mean, look. Yeah, you know, obviously, uh, most of these characters look and lay in the middle there. Luke with the the yellow lightsaber. Most of these characters are also big screen characters, but uh, from this lens, they're comic characters. And um, uh, you know, it it, it just to, to see this through this lens. The uh, the uh, StarWars.com article Guggenheim said, you know, this isn't a forty page movie trailer. It isn't a sampler. That's the real point here. Uh, it's a real Star Wars story with Vader at the center. Of course, we talked about the Eye of Webbish Bog and past, present, future, and everything going on forward. There, um, again, it, it's not just a sampler. It's not just a bridge. I mean, there. It, it's like Charles wrote the. I think it's called. Uh, is it Empire Ascendant? Yeah, Empire Ascendant. Um, set after just, just kind of the the interlude uh, between comic runs. So, uh, yeah, excited for this. One last little quote here from Guggenheim. We're going to with Hidden Empire. He said, my goal is to make this story feel as impactful as possible without stepping on the toes of his fellow, my fellow writers. So uh, it's going to weave in. It's by, it's not by Charles Soule. He's not the one writing this. He's too, he's, he's got enough on his plate. Um, I'm excited to see what, what he comes up with. Again, he's he's done a decent job with Han and Chewie. There's definitely a lot more they can do. This is later in the timeline than this uh this comic. Of course, Han at this point he's in Carbonate, so who knows what's gonna happen here. Oh, of course, I mean I guess Vader's looking back through the eye of bog. I guess that that could be part of that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. You know, he's definitely a good author, I'll say this, and uh looking forward to you know, Savoto Loroka and Paco Midian. I know Salvador has done a lot of good Star Wars work. I'm not too familiar with what Paco Midian has done, but um, yeah, it's going to be it's a 40 page one shot and with Vader at the center, and, and I'm excited for that. Uh, Joel, do you have any thought more thoughts on Star Wars Revelations?
0: I just like the Eye of Webbish Bog being involved. I yeah. like seeing anything from Rise of Skywalker get mm-hmm. to do and something, so uh, that that excites me.
1: Yeah, again, yeah, it's Mustafar, right? It, it's yeah. it's the I mean that's Corvax fan on Mustafar, um, which we've seen in comics before, right? Uh, Charles Soule. Uh, oh well, I gotta, punk, yeah.
0: I gotta comment on this. Yeah, yeah, we'll do, uh, do a thing where Han will escape from Carbonite and get refrozen. I uh, probably not. I, I mean, I did. I wonder if that actually happened in Legends. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, but um yeah. that, that, that would be hilarious. Uh part me kind of wants that just for the hilar- silliness
1: of it. <laughs> I, I highly doubt yeah. that. Um actually sorry. interestingly we brought up the on Star Wars Explain, Alex and Molly, he kind of joked about that. So you know, great minds thinking alike. You never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um all right, all right. Uh two more stories here. I'll I'll get back to the banners here, where are we everybody? High Republic Phase 2, yes. This was a a few weeks ago. This was on the High Republic show, of course. Um, I believe, did Kristen Maver sub in for that? I'm not quite sure. No, it was probably Christian Ariel was probably in for that. Anyway, the Phase 2 reveals both uh, on the High Republic show and San Diego Comic-Con. So Star Wars.com had some great variants, concept art, comic interiors. We don't have too much time to go into that because we have a whole discussion to get into. But we got a pair of... Very story intensive highlights. I'm going to show for you here. Um, this is of course Master Solandra show. This is concept art uh, by Ian McKeag. She'll show up in uh, show up first, at least in Quest for the Hidden City by George Mann. Um, you can see her light shield, kind of that poke thing poking back, Captain America ask the circle thing behind her. It's it's a light shield. It's, she doesn't. I don't hmm. think she really has a lightsaber. She's a shield peeking yes, up in there, yeah, and that's. She sees herself more as a defender, not as an attacker. <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting. I should, yes, as a Jedi should. Also, I'm fairly sure uh, the Hidden City itself was teased in George Mann's recent short story, An Insider. So that's that's a set uh, a few centuries later, of course. But um, great to see. Uh, you know, even going back, of course, Phase Two set 150 years before Phase One, so 350 years before the Skywalker Saga. Um, you know, being even more and more primitive, I want to say we've, we've mentioned that uh, a few times before. Uh, the second bit of news is the crawl, and here's the crawl for phase two. And uh, I, I I don't know if we talked about this too much before, but I believe this was given out as a poster at San Diego Comic Con. Um, so this, uh, so I'll just read this out in case you can't see it's kind of small here on my screen, so. I'm going to read it out and with some familiar places that we have first heard at the end of phase one. It is a time of great exploration. In an effort to unite the galaxy, the chancellors of the Republic, working alongside the courageous and wise Jedi Knights, have dispatched dozens of Pathfinder teams into the farthest reaches of the Outer Rim. But it is also a time of great uncertainty. Communication is unreliable, and tall tales of mysterious planets and monstrous creatures abound. Ooh. prospectors and pirates roam the frontier mm. and the worlds of Aram and Arano are locked in a forever war. And on the far off planet of Dalna, a new threat to the galaxy is beginning to emerge. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, there's four dots in that one. Okay. Mm. Dot, mm. Dot, dot, mm. dot, 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 dot. <laughs> mm. There we go. So, mm. so that's the crawl. Uh, love the shout outs to Aram and Arano. Of course uh, we see starlight beacon, uh, crashes on Aram because they were there mediating the end of this forever war. And, uh, Dalna, I believe, um, forget which book ends up going there. I believe it's the, uh, the young reader book ends up going there. so he, these hints that they dropped at the end of phase one, uh, we're going to see definitely picked up and what was going on there. What, uh, Donna, especially this place of opposition to Jedi and, and everything going on there. Um, Joel, you have any thoughts either on uh, or on on either Solandra's uh, show or uh, this crawl right here?
0: The crawl is just making me think that, oh, they shouldn't have blown up the Starlight Beacon and just made a TV show because this reminds me of DS9 Display <laughs> station in a planet that's just yeah. ending a war. That, that, that's DS9 for you right there. Be <laughs> And then sending it yeah. over you. With the paw race. Um yeah. uh, but no, uh I everything I think I've talked about before. The idea of the two chancellors is a fascinating one, I wonder why they mm-hmm. reformed it to one, um, the galaxy being primitive. What what's primitive to Star Wars where galaxies existed for twenty five thousand years, yeah. apparently. Um
1: I, back. Just, I should say, technologically setback, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I Wonder why that happened. Ooh, wonder if there was a war that happened beforehand. Uh who knows? Uh I need those story- I need that explanation um but no I, it's very interesting kind of seeing like the, the it's like the, the star wars galaxy's always kind of been in this weird post-apocalyptic world and here we're kind of seeing the post-apocalyptic world but kind of in that star trek way where it's like star trek had world war three and then the federation mm-hmm. happened eventually um so it's kind of it's kind of interesting so yeah i'm excited to see where phase two takes us well going back <laughs>
1: Yeah, th- yeah it's true uh, I mean uh, it's a great point you know I, I'm sure if you asked all the luminous authors is there Star Trek influence in there yeah they they unabashedly say yes um, that's a great point that you make about starlight beacon I mean th- who knows how we don't quite know how long it, it camped out there at era Miner probably a few months maybe so there's there's room in there for a story th- that's of course in phase one maybe phase three well I guess yeah phase one that time period but um, yeah it's a uh, I, I'm almost more intrigued by phase two now than phase one, oddly enough. I don't know. It's just all the, these different kinds of challenges. It's not just this, these big bads of the Nile and the Drengir, it's the unreliability of communication. It's these local conflicts that may have uh, implications for how we end up with the Jedi in phase one and, of course, in the Skywalker saga. Uh, so yeah, we are going to find out way more about this way, more, way sooner than we think. We're going to find out more, uh, the look Wikipedia t- tells me that phase two kicks off with man's in- next insider short story on September 13th. So they're going to run more, uh, original fiction in the High public era right now. They're doing during attack of the clones and references nice. to that and, and stories around that. that. That's been great. Attack of the clones of 20, but, yeah, High Republic Phase Two starting September thirteenth, then the full then in full kicks off uh, with the young adult novel *Path of Deceit* by Justina Ireland and Tessa Gratton on October fourth, and I counted October fourth is just over seven weeks away, guys. Uh, wow. That's gonna fly by. So, oh, yeah. uh, short plug, quick plug here. Keep it locked right here on the Ion Canon Podcast. We are your home for High Republic news, commentary, and discussion from uh, Star Wars Underworld Podcast Network. Okay, one last story very quickly before we get into our, our main discussion. Um, yes, the Mothership site announced that Toronto's own Sam Mags uh, is pending a tie-in novel to the upcoming game Jedi Survivor so do March 2023 Jedi Battle Scars, and that'll bridge the gap between Fallen Order and Survivor continuing the adventures of Calcastus and the Mantis crew. I'll say, you know, Fallen Order only got, it was a pretty good tie-in prequel comic, but it was about four issues of of, uh, of the the character, forgive his name, on, on Zepho on just finding the initial thing about the zepho So the fact that we're getting the time and detail of a whole Delray grown-up novel, that's a step up. And
0: um, That's in Battlefront.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so it really exciting to to see i mean i mean we've gotten so much richness from these characters already uh fallen order is of course one of the most beloved one of the most well-written stories of of the new canon and so to to continue that um what was your reaction to hearing about battle scars and what do you think about it
0: uh first uh my reaction was oh cool italian now i haven't had one of those in a while um you know uh it's it's interesting and i don't want to again um uh, the searing code yes thanks thanks yeah um yeah um you know uh, it's interesting that you know what oh i always felt once upon a time sometimes projects especially video games would create their almost little mini expanded universe like you get the tie-in novel the video the Mm -hmm. the the comic the 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 book um of course unleashed had a book um got a novel uh zation funny enough um Mm -hmm. But it, it's really cool. I, I talked about impact earlier about canon, and, you know, Jedi Fallen Order is actually a video game that actually has had impact on the, the story. Like, we got to see Ner in Kenobi. Um, The kind of... Actually, a lot of Jedi Fallen Order kind of influences Kenobi in a lot of ways. That's sort of like mm-hmm. a, a spiritual successor. And yeah, just the path,
1: of, even. Things like that. Yeah.
0: And, you know, and, and Fallen Order, what I've always liked about that game, is a game that really grounds itself in the Star Wars universe. It's like here's kind of the era here's kind of what we know about the era, like you know link Inquisitor, saw Era, the empire now we tell a story in it and i really like how it it worked that way so it's cool to see he's getting a tie-in novel and i haven't had a good tie-in novel to a video games since inferno yeah. squad which was actually really good i i quite yeah. liked it that novel um quite a bit so kind of cool to see what goes on there and uh you know sam mags is very happy to write mirin so um <laughs> mirin
1: that's the yeah night the, the night's history yeah
0: i and so i'm excited mm-hmm. for heard about that and um yeah uh this is i'm really looking forward to just kind of seeing an in-between book mm-hmm. between these two big video games so that's exciting
1: and you know it's a novel <clears throat> sorry in paper canon uh in, in the canon you know i mean maybe it'll connect some things with kenobi maybe it'll connect some things with even Andor, who knows of things going on? We don't quite know when uh, Survivor is set. We don't know when it's coming out either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, this this will probably go a long way to at least fleshing out kind of what, uh, well, first of all, what how Cal feels about his decision. Spoiler alert: to to destroy the holocron. Um, you, know, you know, what he sees about the, the order going forward, building it. Uh, here's a segue, guys, <laughs> coming up. Uh, you know, how he sees what Je- what it means to be a Jedi after Order 66. And, of course, that's this whole Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor thing is about... That is what our next discussion is about. Speaking of Jedi after Order 66, first of all, uh, yeah, cross fingers for rabbi appearance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. You know, that that's possible, mm-hmm. too, especially given the connection with Inquisitors, given the connection with Force users and Force users turning to the light and being uh, guided by the light more so now. And I think Reba is primed for that. So, speaking <laughs> of Jedi, after Order 66, Joel, I've got a question for you. Uh, yeah. What will Jedi unity look like? And not just after Order 66, but after the Battle of uh, Exegol as well.
0: Well, clearly we're going to have you know, Grandmaster Ray and, and Grogu going to be on the council. <laughs> Finn's going to be on the council. Uh, not Anakin, he still can't be on the council. He's, he's got some forced ghosting to do before he can be on the council. <laughs> uh, and he's not going to be given the rank of master either. Still not fear. For <laughs> oh, think he'd be he, okay can't with it. In <laughs> he can't win after death. Um, yeah. But, um, no, so, this idea has been kind of wrapping in my head for a, a m- number of reasons. Um, I've been thinking about this for a while, but also in terms of like, you know, with with Kenobi, with what we're seeing in the Mandoverse was just even was you know rebels and just having Ezra kind of being there. Um, so we, we I guess I gotta give context first. So we gotta go yeah. back to how the legends, the legends, legends used to do the, the reformation of the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Um, with Luke kind of doing similar things, going out there, seeing the world, but um, he also got a lot of people who just joined his orders, like. Marjay, uh, Cornhorn. Sometimes he'd meet like a couple group of people. Didn't matter their age. Like, hey, you get you Force users. I'm a Force user. Let's start a Jedi Order. We're all Force users. Let's come together. <laughs> and um, legends, in a lot of ways, just kind of said, "Well, he's Luke Skywalker, so yeah." Uh, and then everyone just kind of was like joining Luke Skywalker Jedi Order. All these little, either survivors of Order sixty six from the Purge, or like these little uh, Force Light Side cults.
1: <laughs>
0: and over time, you know, Luke built his jai praxium you know with the kyle katarns one of the teachers you can play that in jai academy great game by the way Mm -hmm. um and that was that and then you know the jai kind of became again what they were in the prequel maybe just a bit smaller but they went to coruscant for a while and some stuff happened um and obviously but now in canon things are obviously a little different um for one thing it doesn't look like luke is trying to get anybody or ask anyone to join him who's an adult as, like, you know, a Force user adult, at least as far as I'm concerned, he, I haven't seen it. Um, Shadow of the Sith had a few, maybe, adults with him, but I, I couldn't tell their age. I didn't specify. Right. Um, obviously, you had Loras and Tekka, but he's not a Force user, so he's kind of just helping Luke. But most of the the Padawans were Kylo's age, six, 16, 10, young. Um, and it was a very small Academy, too. Um, so there's that. But also the fact, you know, we know Ahsoka's out there doing her thing. We don't know what Ezra's doing. We don't know if Cal Kestis is alive. Reva could still be alive by the time of the Mandoverse when, you know, she's not doing any... She's not a Jedi anymore, so it's like... Are these other Force users who used to be Jedi maybe even still fight for the light side? Mm-hmm. They're not all joining Luke Skywalker. You know, in some cases, I can get why. It's like, Reva looks at Luke Skywalker like, Skywalker, yeah, last Skywalker nearly killed me. I don't right. want anything to do with these people. <laughs> yeah. um, so... It's like, or oh, well, Ezra even just decide? you know what? I'm going to do my own force Force order. Huh? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go all crook from the Legacy comics and start my old order in a, in somewhere else and have a thousand Jedi just stand <laughs> by um, while Luke Skywalker's Academy crumbles. Um, and it just kind of makes me wonder, it's like, is this sort of the end of the single Jedi order we're used mm-hmm. to from, I guess, the dawn of time to the prequel era although who knows what the ancient ancient jedi were like for yeah. all i know but we know with the higher public they all seem to be kind of doing all part of the same thing so it's not like there's competing jedi orders out there yeah. um so i'm just kind of curious like is ray gonna be just one of many little jedi praxioms all over the place but they're not all unified and there's a one grand council thing again is it gonna be like luke did he sing ahsoka did her thing uh yes reva would be 60 by the time of the sequel so yeah i guess there's just all these questions which we have no answers to because they haven't you know gone that place yet so but what do you think matthew you're noticing probably this too i'm sure all these support yeah. users not joining up with luke and kind of hey let's all be one big
1: happy family <laughs> um, yeah i mean and even the stories we're being told aren't really going in this direction i mean what yeah, I think in, in this discussion we're not going to have necessarily any answers, but raising the questions that hopefully are going to be explored in the stories in the next next number of years. Uh, the broader question is, yeah, how will everyone claiming to be a Jedi relate to each other? What does it mean to even claim to be a Jedi? You know, can Ahsoka now claim to be a Jedi? Well, I mean, sure, why not? We could say that. But um, the fact is, you know, after Order Sixty Six, after the well, the, the the temple is destroyed and becomes the imperial palace. the The definition of the Jedi are gone. I mean, that's why Obi is free to you know maintain the the, the standards and traditions and and values and, and Yoda reflecting on the values and history of the Jedi, um, but but not necessarily. You know, I mean, what, why why you know, Kanan. Can can kiss Hera and and it be right and good because uh, I mean that's the whole tradition of what celibacy right is, uh, yeah. you know because uh, he, that's his family now, right? Interestingly, Luke seems to be uh, even until up to Shadows of the Shadow of the Sith, uh, seems to be ho- uh, holding on to a lot of these traditions about attachment, detachment, um, you know, the discipline of. Of yes, creating something that is closer to what we got in the prequel trilogy. But I, I, I appreciate that you you brought up that contrast. You know, I think uh, as we approach this question, it's really important to remember that for a thousand years at least, it was this highly organized institution. It was this highly organized single body of, of Force users? Yes, they had different ways of engaging the Force, and and during the High Republic was really celebrated that diversity. Um, Other you know, the you know, with Avar with the Symphony, or or uh, I guess it's you know, Elzar, or is it Stellan with with the? No, it was is yeah yeah Elzar with the the, the river and um, different ways, different metaphors, different images, but there were there were real emotional connections and touch points then um, of course different roles, you had way seekers you had, even even into the late republic you had masters, and you have all these things, all this diversity but they had a common structure, they had a common values, they had common goals uh, being the guardians of peace and justice, they had a common discipline, right, they had the order, or the, or the 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 the, grand, the high council and the masters, and then, you know they knights had a degree of freedom but there was always this reporting back there was always this connecting i i gather masters could order knights if they needed to and then of course padawans uh, being there uh helping around they had no freedom themselves but uh <laughs> you know but the, there was this one thing that was the jedi order i mean what we see with luke luke eh, you know claiming to be a jedi in in, a, in return of the jedi i'm, I'm a jedi knight It is this interesting, curious thing. But what basis? Who knighted you? You know, you could ask that question, and I'm not disputing it. Like, like nobody disputes it. He he is a Jedi. Um, you know, Yoda kind of laughs a little bit about it. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, maybe Yoda kind of knighted him. Who knows? But uh, you know, it's a deeper question of well, well, maybe a better way of thing is again, can Ahsoka does Ahsoka want to consider herself a Jedi? Does Reva want to consider herself a Jedi? Does the word matter, and what does the word mean? And yes, I think it does have to do with values of light and submitting to the light side. Of course, things that Ahsoka exemplify better than anyone before, until except for Qui Gon. So, uh, you know, that's why you know we need to bring in, yeah, this question of yeah, right. What what is what is Luke up to? you know what's what's Ezra gonna be up to? What, what's know, Ray gonna do? What's okay? Yeah, and then what what's Ray gonna do? And this is, I think, the biggest question for me and for you, I think, as well is, um, yeah, yeah what Ray does, but what everyone who's surviving does, you know, uh, you know, there, there's been talk, uh, speculation, when you know, fans have speculated that, you know, after everything's been blown to bits by the first order and the final order, uh, you know. Galaxy-wide civil government isn't, not, a, not only is it not desirable, it's probably not even possible, right? There is a sense almost that either by design or by intention, going back to, we talked about phase two. Uh, yes, the communications are there, but you know, the, the institutional structures, the lines of communication, the constitutional structures that we've mentioned, talked about the last a uh, few weeks ago, those are gone. Uh, and, and, you know, it's really going to be far more probably on a planetary scale and a local scale, a sector scale. Um, things that, you know, in Bloodline Leia was advocating for. So I'm talking about that on the civil government side. What if, in a similar way, there isn't the desire or need, at least to start with, to have a, a galaxy-wide institution of light-side users? It just doesn't seem to be. What is important in this conversation? that I think we tend to forget because we saw Luke going off on his own for so long, mm-hmm. is that that is weird. That is Both of those states are very strange for the galaxy. Um, again, we haven't seen it. We only saw the Empire, and we saw uh, the Jedi in hiding. For there to be, I'm going to say this, a secular republic, is very strange. It's very unusual for uh, for the Star Wars galaxy. It's, it, it's you know, actually... No, just that that, you know, it, it's it, we we find it more more easily acceptable because I mean we're we're living in uh, in secular societies, pluralist societies now. But um, even that, I mean, to say that it, that is a little odd um, for for Western civilization. I'm not saying it's a bad thing; it's just a historical oddity.
0: It, it is. As it's, it's funny. Um, uh, hello, hello there. Um, but it is funny that you know in the revenge of the novelization, and I'm paraphrasing a lot, but there's like right. a, a weird moment where Palpatine is like, you know don't we live in a secular republic you know what's what's to stop me from being an elected official and my religion being cis lord you are you are violating my human rights you know can i i, I <laughs> right. practice this? you know' like I practice cisness um now obviously right. pa- we know Palpatine's a psychopathic evil person True. um but you know it's like like, I don't know, that's for your religion, buddy. I don't, I don't question your lifestyle. Uh, no. <laughs> but, to go back to institutions, um, Luke, in a weird way, does have somewhat institutional knowledge. And this is, I think, the major difference between the Jedi and the Sith, because there are Force ghosts, and the Gleiters have Force ghosts, and I'm going to believe Lego <laughs> canon that Force ghosts can visit anybody. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, the 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 Jedi have a thing where I believe, at least this is kind of my my like. It's like they're more uh, inclusive, um, inclusive. You know, where everyone kind of can come together. Yeah. And you know, if you really need it, maybe a Jedi Force Ghost of all will come and help you out when you need in, when you need. So you're you need your help. So you're like your your claim to legitimacy. You know, it's it's as long as you got a good heart. I think the Jedi should be like, yeah, you're a Jedi. You don't need mm-hmm. much. The Sith, on the other mm-hmm. hand, they're all about their bloodlines. or like their masters. Like you know, like cities is like. My master was Plagueis, and his master's master. My we go all the way back to the Bane line of Sis. We're, we're that. We're that. We're that awesome. Um, you know, <laughs> it's like they—they're they, not going to accept just some rando emo guy or emo person going, "I am I Eyeliner or something. I'm Dar's <laughs>
1: Edgelord. Lord.
0: I am Darth Lord. Hear me roar. You know, like, you know, like, no, you got to, you got to have your, your masters, 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 masters. We got, you got to have the bloodline thing. Or even yeah. not even like a bloodline, just sort of like, how far can you track back your cis lineage, you know, master wise? So it's like, they're all about being exclusive. We're like, you got to have the best of the best, you know, like art or like our masters. Or go back to Mark Ragnos's spirit, so we're the truce this. And like, right. so that's why it says fight each other. Well, the Jedi, on the other hand, yeah, there's a lot of institutional knowledge lost, but at the same time, it's like if Force Ghosts are a thing, and I'm sure others have unlocked that power outside the ones we know, then maybe sooner or later they'll get lucky and like an ancient Jedi master. were like, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. Need a little bit of encouragement? Okay, Bibi Bobby, you're a <laughs> you're a Jedi Knight. Congrats. Yeah. Um, kind of like what happened
1: with Kenan, right? What happened with
0: Kaden What happened yeah. with Luke? I mean, I guess what mm-hmm. happened with Rey in a certain extent, you know, it's like he's going to have the, the spirits. You um, that too, and I guess the Jedi aren't that attached to their master teacher lineage, so there, there's also a bit of that. But yeah. also, I just think that's, I think if the Jedi are to survive, it's not about having an, an institutional organization just like, no, you're a Jedi. You don't have to be technically part of the Order. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I like to hope that the Jedi, even if we're like, we'll do our thing. We'll do your thing. But we'll all consider each other Jedi in the end of yeah. the day. But I do think, um, in terms of like an institution, um, I do think Luke had the right idea of setting up something because you know there's gonna be a bunch of force users running around, especially with, you know, force users who aren't practicing celibacy and giving birth to force babies. <laughs> um, you know, you're gonna want to make sure there's somewhere they can go so they don't, you know, blow up someone by accident. Um, maybe. I mean Ahsoka is a Jedi, and she's not a Jedi. It's like, it's sort of like we're saying, do the labels matter at some point, you know? Yeah. In terms of, like, and that sort of... Again, there is no easy answer to this. Just yeah. Just, you know, in terms of where they go in the future, but, you know, even if you're going to look up for more force users, so they can, like, you know, hey, let's let's get our powers in order here, so we don't hurt someone, and also right. learn some good skills along the way.
1: I mean, the uh- what what I will say maybe to get it is that the definition changed. Right. Mm-hmm. The uh, Order sixty-six or, or the aspect of the definition as it pertains, or as I'm using academic language here, as it pertains to this institution that uh, was centered on Coruscant, uh, in this temple on Coruscant. Uh, that changed because of course the the temple's gone and the well it's it's the uh, it's the Imperial Palace and uh, the order is gone right all the all the masters and everything everything's dispersed what's left are the values what's left is submission to the light side right whatever that might look like and so the question is can you mutually recognize you know what what's you know what this other person is doing so you know the question is you know ahsoka is going to do what she wants to do, right? Rather, yeah. regardless of, I mean, it'll be nice if if Luke approves, if Luke is good with it. But if he isn't, she's gonna still go off and do whatever she wants. Um, you know, it's the question of discerning. Okay, is this still submitting to the light? Is this, uh, you know, acting for the preservation of life? Is it uh, seeking the welfare of the other of society of those who are more vulnerable? These values that the Jedi ideally have maintained for, for generations, for, for millennia, um, how the organization looks, here's the thing, is I, I actually think it, it's going to evolve and change, and I do believe these things go in cycles. Mm-hmm. So I won't go too too much in the weeds, but the, the thing I get to, of course, is, is the real world, early church history, and... How you know that started off as just a smattering of, of people following Jesus around, they got dispersed. Then they, uh, you know, after the resurrection, or you know, we believe in the resurrection, um, after, after some period of time, whatever, whatever, and the
0: Roman bureaucrat, bureaucracy. Yeah, so
1: I, I'm getting there, but uh, at first it started off this informal gathering, and then folks got spattered throughout the empire, sometimes oppressed by the empire, sometimes tolerated people would start meeting in their homes and in public places and and whatnot. And um, it took a few decades. And I think there was actually something similar to maybe what Luke is going for here of, you know, it took just a few decades, not centuries, but still a little bit of time said uh, we should have some kind of coordination. We should be, have some clear training. You know, we, we should coordinate with each other. We should have letter writing and it's called epistles and, we should actually meet every now and then. Um, those are called councils, and uh, you know, and so it. There wasn't didn't set out with an idea of having this this very clear structured uniform I, uh, mechanisms of, of we call them bishops and dioceses and whatever. Those are actually Roman imperial terms, but um, you know it, they didn't set out to that. It just it happened. It got tied into the Roman Empire, as you mentioned, into medieval European society. Um, the Protestant Reformation happened in large part because of those institutions and not despite them. And so that's why a lot of churches like my own continue those kinds of institutions, um, it, you know, that... Uh, well, that even before the Reformation, here's another great example. Yeah, you, you make another great example. It's going from an oral tradition, a less formal oral tradition, to a written tradition. you know, having it a
0: sacred Jedi text,
1: yeah, having a text written down so you can actually have a clear point to it. I mean, that's one thing that can continue because Ray has the texts, right? So, um, if you're, I mean, this is a very Protestant way of looking at it, but you know, Protestants very much believe if you're, if you're learning from the Bible and focused on the Bible, then uh, that's, I mean, you know, a big part of what makes you a Christian. So, you know, the definition of a Jedi could be for Ray, at least if here are my texts, I'm learning from these texts, I'm teaching them. Um, you know? Uh, so here's the, here's another question. Uh, it's an unresolvable debate as to talk, just talking about back to the church history question, but this does definitely relates to the Jedi. You know, it's an unresolvable debate, actually, whether um, you know, moving to this very empire-friendly, structured, discipline structure, It was if it was a rupture from the church's left, less formal beginnings or an organic evolution on it. And I guess here's the thing going forward when we approach um, uh, this question about the Jedi. You know, that question is unresolvable because a lot of our perspectives have to do with what we want to happen in the present, what we want to see. So, you know, if we're—I mean, it's it's different, I guess. You know, in the real world, my own perspective is often to be a moderate and to say, yes, having freedom as well as unity. Um, unity depending on freedom, and freedom depending on unity. With Ahsoka, it, especially in in her context, with Ray in her context, um, I'd be interested in to see seeing something a little more local, a little more, a little smaller. I mean, frankly, I think all Ray cares about is uh, setting up camp on Tatooine, learning from the text, and I think uh, training from... I- you know, I oh, think King that's been the...
0: I don't think she's yeah. gonna live on Tatooine though. I think she'll probably just be with the Falcon and Oh yeah,
1: where the Falcon or whoever she is. Yeah, I guess. Or you know, maybe maybe she just wants to live on the Halcyon, why not? <laughs> you know,
0: well, I mean, but, I I, yeah. I kind of believe what they're saying. setting her up. It's like she's gonna go to the unknown regions and look up some stuff. So right, yes. She's a scavenger, she's gonna scavenge. I think she'll be mm-hmm. a scavenger Jedi. Yeah. Um, that's that's in her cut their core. Um, well, yeah, I, I will say to add one thing though. Um uh, difference between Christians and Jedi is, um, well, I mean, mm-hmm. some of them tried to do this, but uh, they didn't wield swords and have superpowers that can crush your brain. Um, <laughs> like, they did sword sometimes, and it, and it led to bad results, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. like that—that um, that is the question. It's sort of like, you know, when, when one of these guys goes the dark side, it's like, oh, shoot, now, now we got to deal with this problem. So it's sort of like mm-hmm. that is kind of the question of keeping things organized and unified but having it dispersed because then mm-hmm. Oh shoot! Then one of these guys goes evil. What are we gonna do? Yeah. Um, so yeah. we gotta have some. And that's probably why the Jedi, as we know, back in the old days, probably had some rules. Because, like, well, what are we gonna do if one of these guys goes evil? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Every I mean, go heck. You know, the part of the story of increased structure in the early church is dealing with heresies and dealing with not heresies, just because you people ask asking questions and whatnot, but full on schism, le- getting people to leave and pr- creating your own little power base. Um, I mean, again, that, that story also depends on what your perspective is in the present as well. But, yeah, I mean, maybe that's part of the evolution there is uh, yeah, are they going to actually think about what to do <laughs> with the dark side, right? Because it's always The dark side hasn't been abolished. It's just that the Sith have been abolished and Palpatine's been abolished and the final order is gone. So, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it's, it's interesting questions, interesting sets of questions that, uh, you know, I, I guess we don't, <laughs> yeah, we, again, we, uh, we aren't going to have much answers to it, but, um, you know, I mean, you bring up, yeah, this question with the Gnostic gospels, again, another, you know, in terms of teaching, <coughs> again yeah, bringing up some great points here Another said teaching, that leads to more discipline for better and probably for worse, but uh, you know, uh, that's, that's going to be, yeah, maybe one of, that's a great point is maybe one of the, the drivers to greater institutional. Uh, I don't want to say discipline. I mean, I want to say synergy, let's use the word, you know, organization, <laughs> yeah. uh, organization that at, at its best, you know, we have, we all have our communities. We all have our, organizations they have codes of conduct at its best discipline is just a byproduct of needing to ensure that we all have our common values um and that everyone is is here to to relate well and 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 contribute to what the organization as a whole is up to and so um yeah like you said like in in uh the 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 lego lego special ray is going off doing her thing and and Searching things, I don't know. See how much Finn goes with her or not. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Do you have any, any further thoughts to add there? Well, just to say, what what do you hope Jedi Unity looks like going
0: forward? I, I don't know. What I'm looking for I kind of want Ray to just kind of do her own thing, whether that be start a little school or uh go scavenging. I think it'd be cool if like Finn started the school because he's the one who's yeah. he's interested in. Uh, finding others like him and helping them out, so and then Ray can mm-hmm. kind of bring back the cool stuff. Um, so that would always be kind of cool too. So um, maybe just do a little bit of that, but also maybe have other little Jedi sects kind of popping up and doing their own thing. At first, you know, like maybe they mm-hmm. only come together when one of them goes evil again. It's like a second order. Oh no! Um, yeah. <laughs> eventually, someone's gonna you know go. I am Darth Edge Lord, even though they have no <laughs> cis teachings. I Captain hope it's Master. called
1: i hope it's called darth edge lord (laughs) fair enough well on that note on that note i think it's time to to wrap things up thanks again for everyone for joining us here on on the star wars underworld channel the iron cannon podcast if you like what you heard if you have thoughts about what jedi unity might look like what jedi activity might look like what ray and finn might be up to um in the future or whatnot what ahsoka is probably going to be up to and how she's going to relate to luke etc etc um anything we talked about in the news items before uh please uh share in the comments below let us know um you know pop on over to the iron cannon podcast uh you know on youtube channel and maybe leave a comment there as well if you want uh especially on social media at iron cannon pod on twitter and instagram definitely let us know there uh, everywhere give us a a follow a like a subscribe here at the star wars underworld network uh channel on on here on youtube also I front to mention, on, over on twitch we're at ion cannon pod or ion cannon podcast on twitch uh streaming right now live we're gonna try that out see what see how well that works gonna mm-hmm. publicize that a little more um and of course expanding also on spotify and, and probably into google and itunes etc 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 um please do give us likes and shares, etc. Joel, where can they find you on the social media?
0: You can find me at GID 2021 again, GID 2021, where I am on Twitter and I tweet things.
1: He um, tweets but, things. they okay, good.
0: But mostly <laughs> I'm on the guy on can pod tweeting stuff there.
1: Yes. Yes. Like, tweeting lots of great star Wars conversations. You can follow me on Twitter at neug 45. That's a little bit of star Wars, some soccer, some Star Trek, some other things. Maybe some politics and some church stuff. You never know. See what strikes my fancy on Instagram at mneug 1138 Again, different things going on. Um, you know, Fan Expo Canada, all that stuff, all that good stuff. And of course, reiterate: uh, add eye on Canon Pod, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, also, again, the Tractor Beam on uh, on Spotify. I, I do a bit of a, a link on Instagram as well. Please give us a, a follow, and of course, follow the the Star Wars Underworld podcast. Uh, you know, at the SWU as well. You know, keep on keep the conversation going. Keep the conversation going. Next week, uh, we're still sorting out what we're going to do. Probably talk something more about politics, or who knows what. Maybe pick up on our canon discussion. Um, you know, if you have, by the way, I should put this out. If if you have episode suggestions, please do let us know on our social medias, etc. We will definitely take those into account. Okay. Uh for now, go over to the race side, check her out, check her Kenobi watch, fire up the Disney Plus. But for now, Joel, let's blow this thing and head home.